All right. So thank you so much. It's five minutes past seven, guys. Thanks for everyone who's with us. Look, we're about to have a very candid and open conversation just by the nature of it, but also uh, by the nature of our guests today. We just get straight into the conversation. So welcome, Monyango. You're a returning guest, so that tells you your place in our heart. I don't know if the storybook has a heart at the moment, but let's let's give a big heart to the team. Uh, and the conversation we're going to have today, how can young men uh, heal through betrayal? So this is a big one. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, lots of confidence for you to accept, uh, to even be a guest. So we appreciate Why don't you start by telling us about you? Um, give us a bit of a background for those who've not listened to your previous podcast. My name is Onyango, Onyango Otieno, uh, also called Rick's or Rick's Poets. I am a poet, obviously I'm a writer, I am a mental health activist, I am a podcaster as well. I am an Afro-masculinity activist too, so I'm very interested in the lives, the inner lives of men especially, even their bodies as well, mental, emotional, spiritual. It's a space that needs a lot of digging. We misinterpret, misunderstand it a lot of time. Yeah, and I am pretty, I like, I like having conversations. I'm a storyteller. I like writing erotica. I love writing about relationships. I love writing about trauma and healing as well. So creative entrepreneur would be the best way to put it. I like that creative entrepreneur. Okay. I'm going to ask you a follow-up question, but before we go to that, what does being a creative entrepreneur look like when you bring it together with like someone who has an interest in healing like how do you take healing and make a creative business out of it oh well um it could be like right now i'm in the process of creating uh workshops for men and mental health in kenya Probably first and second week of December will be in Nairobi and Nakuru. And in those spaces, um, you know, I'm, I'm bringing in uh, creative activities that will make people think about themselves. So many times we give language to people for things they never had access. I like that. Giving language and access to people maybe in a way that they didn't have before right and is there a particular reason why you're interested in you said erotica and relationships erotica? and something else i think you said you're interested in uh storytelling about relationships i think i heard erotica did you say writing about erotica no yes yes i did so do you have a particular reason why you are uh, inclined these two aspects i'm i'm interested in these two relationships and erotica first of all i'm a rebel this began as a teenager growing up in a very abusive home and uh, my parents were fighting a lot and i was abused a lot as a child being told there's so many things i can't do and then that i have to be straight at all these things that i'm supposed to be much of it was never making sense just because it's a dad who said just because it's a mom who said just because it's a neighbor who's an adult who said just because it's a pastor and a priest who said just because it's a teacher who said i was never meant to question anything when it came to sex i'm not against anybody who is in the church but i'm against the church institution i really love the idea about fellowship in church i love music in church i love even like preaching in church i just don't like and stand for the politics of the institutions of the church again because we are not even taught what church history is about we are not taught how this so-called gospel came to us we are not taught about the harm the spread of this gospel caused on our people we are not taught all those things and in regards to sex the church curtailed how i interact with sex just because it was supposed to be something i would have when i got married there was no space for conversation if i never wanted to get married what's going to happen okay. it 
instilled dissemination of comprehensive sex education to me as a teenager because I needed to be taught this shit. Nobody was there to teach me, okay? I needed to learn how to have sex and there's nobody I could ask about that stuff. I only had to learn through movies and entertainment. I had to watch porn to figure out what this thing is about. Nobody has ever sat me down. 34 years old now. So these are the ways you can explore your body. This is the, this is the way you can have a conversation with your partner when you want to have sex. Nobody has ever taught me that stuff. I'm going to talk about that stuff. I'm going to write. And for me, actually, I even get happy because people even reach out to me and tell me, yo, this piece you wrote that was so flirty, I read it to my partner when we were flirting in the house before we started having sex. How close they can get to sex without the shame. You get that right. and that's why i got into it because for me how is it that we can be very vocal about our careers you can be vocal about um education we can be vocal about uh work we can be vocal about development but when it comes to sex all of a sudden things have to be under the table and we have to be quiet now all of a sudden right. intimacy and this is why we are struggling with intimacy in our relationships. We don't know how to connect sexually. People are really struggling with that. So yes, and talking about sex and relationships are not very far from each other. Having grown up, right. see how my parents really struggled to communicate with each other. The worst thing that could happen to me in this world is to be misunderstood. I read all sorts of things. I wanted to know. I, I was so good in the languages because for me, communication is a medium of understanding. And once people understood each other, then they could love one another, they could see one another, they could respect one another. So that's why relationships and sex are things that I'm very passionate so this builds on to one of the things that I really admire about you Onyango is that you're just open and you lay it out to the ta on the table and what you do is attached to a why there's a story behind uh, what you do what you're passionate about and uh, you've just shared that so that sort of leads me into the conversation we are having today how can young African men heal through betrayal from what I've just heard you uh, explain it's almost like your background offered some sort of betrayal especially in the context of how uh, sexual interactions go on happen start etc even with yourself before you extend it to others and how to relate with yourself as a man through your changes etc betrayal is described with a lot of pain and a lot of uh, you know confusion a lot of disappointment so besides what you just described, what do you think are other ways that young African men experience betrayal? Well, the first betrayal that men face is the societal. Favorite like writers called Bell Hooks stated that patriarchy first starts wounding men. We are given these ideas, philosophies, um, doctrines about the place of the man in culture, in religion, in politics, in society, that rob men from their authenticity from a very young age, including intimacy. Even how we interact with intimacy as kids, as, as boys when we are young, it's not authentic, right? So right. that is the first betrayal that, that boys boys have to face. And you live without betrayal, it becomes part of you. I was telling a group of people yesterday that uh, many times, like when we are young as boys, you're called sweet names, like, you know, Kababa, you know, <laughs> you know, and then you're hugged, you're touched, all these things, like you experience these things. And then you get to eight, nine, ten years old. You you know you're changing now. All of a sudden, how you're being uh, disciplined is very violent. You know you're being beaten up by your mom, your dad, your neighborhood. People are beating you up for making mistakes. And you get to your teenage. Of course, you start being rebellious. You even beaten up even more. So you just become hard by design. You know when kids have very big egos. If you are not given parental attention as a child, then it means your ego is not is not catered for. So your ego remains big, and that's why you, you hear or you see a lot of men, adult men, acting like kids. They want to dominate space. They want to be right all the time. They want things to always go their way. It's because 
part of it is because the ego that was abandoned as when they were children was never really healed it was never really taken care of and they don't know how to go about it they argue like children like people who can't comprehensively navigate difficult emotions right and we would equate that with an undeveloped brain but now in their adult it's a traumatized brain right uh the second betrayal is when it comes to sex and and intimacy now again from the same script there is a particular idea is is and all these things are just ideas that a man is supposed to have a big dick a man is supposed to have muscles a like big you know buffed up you know and so this is for heterosexuals the more he sleeps with women the more honorable he is what these things do to us because when we get to our teenage years we often start to try emulating the adult men around us and what most times what do the adult men around us do what are we see when we are teenagers they are competing they are trying to win the women in their lives and dominate the women in their lives they are trying to know how much money they have and they are flaunting it all all over the place we never get to see men sitting down to break down their emotions we never get to see that but we see angry men all the time always thinking that his sex game is always high he's always he's always good at his shit because he's been taught that he has to be that thing already that again removes because of his immaturity he detaches himself from having to be taught about sex because in his mind he's just is good already he he's all knowing and i often say there's a very close relationship between the way god has been presented to us as a man because what are those attributes of men we are told god is omniscient he's omnipresent he's all knowing he's all those things and if you look at it men operate this world like that like they are all knowing like they are everywhere they are the ones who call the shots everything is about that and that's why that idea of god being presented as being take shaping uh, taking the shape of a man only is very very dangerous i would even say uh, it's blasphemous as well that is another betrayal the other betrayal is a man's strength is equated by how much pain he can take brought up to be militant mind body spirit very stoic you know be quote and quote logical don't give space for weakness because weakness will bring loss and death like your competitor will go above you so it's like you're always anxious you're always nervous Right. about who's going to get ahead of you we are taught that we are men by how much pain we can take how much abuse you can take which leads me to the other point where if you're a guy and you've been abused even by your partner by your spouse your society does not expect or it cannot conceptualize or perceive that it is possible and even okay for you to come out and say i am being abused in this and that particular way because it is idealized that i'm supposed to overcome this challenge just because just because i take the shape of a man just because of that not because i have the emotional tools to cope with this thing no just because i am a man now when i am being uh, let's say my wife cheated on me my girlfriend um cheated on me obviously heartbroken heartbreak really bring us down as guys but it's not not easily seen in our culture why because i will get out there i'll go and drink myself out i'll go out there and get into drugs i'll go out there even get into crime or kill myself <laughs> or go out there and have as much sex as i want i will isolate i will withdraw from myself but i'm going through i will even project because you know now i'm angry i'll project my anger at my employees at my at people strangers online because i just take my frustration anywhere i have space because i don't know how to handle difficult emotions men really struggle with heartbreaks so much and they don't know many times how to even talk about what's going on you see the other day um actually yesterday um my uh, guy friends we were just at the office together and we were discussing how the way 
it's funny when when women gather and they're talking about the men they're dating they give each other a lot of details about the guys so <laughs> right <laughs> You people say everything insane. Like you, you get to hear girlfriends talking about this man, and yo, it's like the other person can actually see that person, even if they've never met. Them. We don't really talk. Like I'd go to my boys. Okay, this is I, I, like on a, like just any ordinary man, yeah. Going to my boys, and I'm just telling them, yeah, I, I met a chick, or this is the circumstances in which we met, and I really like her, and I'm thinking of dating her. That's just the far that we go. You know, we don't get into the details of, hey, you know, this and that. Hey, we even had sex this time and this is how it felt. And, oh, my dick refused to, to rise to the occasion. We don't talk. So those are some of the things, you know, um, how we navigate intimacy, how to overcome the social expectations that have been burdened to us and how to even be aware of the fact that it is these institutions that we re- so much that are killing us the most the way these systems are set up we think they are set up to support us as men but they are actually killing us more because they don't support community amongst men they don't support men being emotionally aware they don't support men having the idea of rest they don't support men having the idea of sharing and being collaborative they don't support those things these systems don't support that so handling betrayal is uh it's intersectional and it is also it's also multi you know it's it's not just because there are many betrayals that are happening concurrently and those multiple betrayals is very very fundamental to this conversation i agree and and now you're just bringing to light some of the realities that I'm seeing from my end because I'm actively in the global health sector and it's noticeable now for example the I, I believe the world suicide report 2020 it shows that in some countries of a certain number of suicides 50% of them are from men now in Africa we've recorded the youngest suicide in history I believe it's a 6 year old boy who was found hanging on a tree mm-hmm. so you can imagine if what you're describing is at a state of maybe in your adolescence years the gap is now moving further into uh into younger boys and I want to touch on two things that you've mentioned one uh traumatized brain and then the aspect of betrayal being a multilayered aspect So if your brain is already traumatized I imagine you're not able to process what's happening with you especially when it's overwhelming emotions and you've talked about that if you're not able to process you're not able to see it right what you can't see properly you cannot address accurately right yeah. so beyond uh what you've talked about you've said uh things like if someone is unable like they shut down they're not able to process uh heavy emotions or you know pain what are some of the other things or signs and symptoms that we can begin to now recognize them as a man who's working through betrayal or unaddressed pain yeah because it looks like how it's actually addressed the vessels that exist for addressing these kinds of issues they present themselves as leisure activities so it becomes mm. difficult for you to see the difference so enlighten us what are some of these hidden signs that we should start paying attention to well one of the first thing i mean uh trauma responses are very diverse but they are they are very different they're very diverse okay men also exhibit very different modes of coping mechanism from their different experiences one person when they are really stressed and they have issues that they are really dealing with could start watching more porn can't recognize somebody is watching more porn because you're not seeing them yeah no. it's hidden very hidden one person could go and uh, you know somebody could take a drive and they are right driving very fast like really fast yeah and it is taking us leisure right but this person is actually potentially putting themselves at risk or other road users somebody else right. could be irritable 
and uh, men and anger, we are very close. <laughs> we are very close. <laughs> I often hypothesize that it's because, again, our emotional banks are nearly empty many times. We don't have, like, the parts of our brain that is um, responsible for processing emotions has been damaged most parts because they were not fully developed as when we were kids. Why? Because touch was taken away from us. The way the trauma manifests physically in the brain is the parts of your brain that processes emotions becomes damaged. Uh, what we call the amygdala and the hippocampus. You find that somebody gets angry so fast, you can't have a discussion with them because they think you don't know what you're saying and they think they're already right. So understanding each other becomes really, really heavy. Managing conflict with them becomes such a huge task because they already come from the point where they think they they're the ones with authority and you have to understand them, not them to understand you first. So irritability is high up there. Some people go uh, drink Thinking recklessly. I remember this, this 25 year old who told me that uh, when he was really, really stressed, and he told me that this is actually a culture that we have very young men, 20 to 25, they're about there who, you know, they, maybe they come from rich families so they have money, but they are spending so much money drinking and all that. They are drunk driving a lot, and especially on thicker road. And he was telling me he cannot count the number of friends he had lost who left the club really, really drunk and insisted that they could drive and they just got into accidents. And this is a pandemic yet in the news lately. It's not there. And these boys, they're really, really struggling. You will see them on Instagram. They flashy life, like life looks really, really good, which is something all of us see and like, ah, I want this kind of thing, this kind of thing. What they are battling with is just to epic proportion, right? They go out, um, they drink a lot, they drunk a drive and many times put themselves through a lot of risk. Another way would be drugs. So you find, you know, if one person, somebody was taking just a fair amount of weed, you see that they increased the intake, for example, you no, know? because they constantly want to get to that space where they feel, oh, when I take this, they're coming back home. So they increase the doses of weed. Yeah, and so the communication I want to bear with here is not that weed is bad. For me, I'm very for friendly. When somebody increases the dose of the weed they're taking to more than what they usually take, it's usually a sign that something is going on. And it's mostly something that is really weighing heavy on them. So sometimes people get into drugs and sometimes they want to keep trying harder things because of the situations they're going through and then fight feeling that they can't even speak up about it. And I think the fact that many guys feel hard to talk about stuff, that's why they even go to the hard drugs because the hard drugs make them high and you, you sort of just forget what you're going through. And then it's a very short high. Then when the adrenaline is gone, the, the, um, the dopamine is gone, you come back to the same place and you don't want to feel that, that horrible. So what do you do? You inject yourself again, you sniff it again, and then you continue without before you knew you're an addict another form is violence i remember a friend called jagero he he's shared this story a lot um he told me that he for and this is just one of those examples he grew up in a uh, like his parents, his dad especially was very, very violent. And one day, you know, in our shags in Luland mostly, when the way those huts were, remember the hut, hut the house, yeah? The way they were built, uh, there was a space between the wall and the Mabati. Jagero's dad happened to put a 50 shilling note up there between the Mabati, the roof and the, the wall. And he forgot about it. One day he comes home, he's looking for his 50 shillings and he's um, uh, insinuating that the wife has taken these 50 shillings. So he starts beating up the wife in front of, of, of his children, right? And then he later realizes that, oh, he actually just forgot where he put it. And you see, these niggas don't even apologize for all this shit they do. When they're frustrated, when they feel like the world is caving in, they start being violent, physically violent to the people around them. And you see, men are not only violent to women, they are also violent to other men, you know, right. physically, 
emotionally even you know so there's always all this power play because the moment somebody feels they want to be violent to you they are responding to the fear that power is being taken away from them and this is something they don't even know how to interact with we have been made to fear loss i feel like when i lose dignity as a man when i lose respect as a man i now become less of a person i'm less of a human being right so those those are some of the ways that you can realize that you know a guy is not in his proper sense he's not okay Don't you just love stories? Stories shape how we understand the world, our place in it, and our ability to change it. We are all products of our backgrounds, perceptions, and experiences, which all form how we interpret the world. So we all have unique stories to share. What are we without stories? If you're a sucker for inspirational stories, you'll feel right at home at the storybook. We are a creative enterprise with a social purpose to inspire, educate, mentor, entertain, and influence the youth in Africa to make informed decisions on their healing, growth, and development. Our message is simple. Every youth in Africa can attain the lasting change they desire in different aspects of their lives, and we want to support them in their journey. Messages delivered as stories can be up to 22 times more memorable than just facts. So, at the storybook, we leverage the transformative power of storytelling. We can all agree that for change to be lifelong, it has to start in the mind. So, we keep our stories unique, fun, engaging, and memorable. Just how the mind likes it. You too can join us to transform the lives of youth in Africa through stories. Every quarter, we run youth empowerment and mobilization projects through which businesses owned by young people in Africa are supported by the storybook, either financially or through publicity. Nominate a young change maker today by telling us how they've changed lives in your community. We also welcome partnerships and sponsorships. Furthermore, we accept stories under these categories all year round. Young and on fire. Note to younger self. And Dear Diary. To learn more about the categories and drop us your story for inspiration, visit our website www.thestorybook.whitneymwangi.com So, that's our story. What's yours? Be sure to connect with us on social media at the storybook underscore ENT on Instagram. The storybook ENT on Facebook. At storybook underscore ENT on Twitter. Let's keep the conversation going. We just can't wait to hear from you. As you're talking about a lot of these arrogant ways that people manifest, it reminded me of a, one of my favorite quotes from one of the mentors that I follow. And he says, arrogance is just insecurity playing dress up. And all these things that you mentioned, the drugs, the fighting, it's like bandaging, you know, dressing yeah. up. We're, we're dressing up something, trying to run away from the aspect of, I mean, the reality that we are in. So, I mean, a lot of these things are familiar to me. I do believe that there are issues that women go through as well because I have personally had times when I was not ready to address some of the maybe traumatic experiences I was in and I preferred to run and mm. hide and turn, uh, you know, sweep things under the rug as opposed to taking responsibility. But then for men now, there's a name for that, toxic masculinity. For women, mm. I don't know. I think we're still in the middle of, <laughs> we're still in the middle of being princess and, you know, we can figure it out. 
So what do you think about toxic masculinity? How would you define it? What do you think is going on around that? I'm usually careful using that word toxic masculinity. I use the word unhealthy, even though I still understand where it comes from. And I often equate it to pain. I often equate unhealthy masculinity to pain. Because even as we speak, um, last week, you know, MTV did a story of me. I was sharing my repo deal. They did a story on Facebook and Twitter. And I was told like a problem, you know. And the cyberbullying was out this world and i'm telling you 90 percent 95 percent of people bullying me were men you know mm. um and so today one week later i made a post about the cyberbullying and how it actually affects somebody's mind you see and then they've started yeah. to train and you know yeah. so now today hard time so i've just been clapping back clapping back and i'm asking people if this thing doesn't bother you so much why are you here why are you tweeting why why is it that it looks so important to you right because there's a thing they're not ready to acknowledge they may not even know what it is but something there they're not worried to, they're not ready to acknowledge either these they are angry at the fact that i'm expressing myself in a way that they can't i'm expressing myself by continuing to con like repeat these stories and i'm in their in their faces and they're really angry about it um maybe it could be some of them have gone through these things and they just don't know where i get the audacity to talk about them so freely so they're like you keep quiet you keep quiet you keep quiet be a man be a man be a man some of them are they just want to feel like they can control somebody some stranger on the internet that they don't know about why because they themselves have been controlled all their lives they are being controlled even right now and they feel like they are they have to look for somewhere else to project their strength you know so it's a lot of things happening at the same time and many of these guys where if you meet them face to face they won't say a word to you they won't they're even using like pseudo accounts up there not even their real faces not even their real names and i'm like why don't you come with your real face and let's have a conversation if i buy you lunch today and we sit down with you i want to hear because do you have the balls or it's just are they just frozen in behind your keyboard you know right like Bring, bring the real game outside. Can we have a conversation like what men would do? Like, okay, I'm interacting with information for the first time. This is very new right. to me. I think men could go through this. Please, I would love to hear more. Can you educate me or let's talk about it? Now that is real. That's real shit. You know, mm. but somebody comes, hey, you know, you know, how was it? How did it happen with a woman? Oh, you must be very weak. Oh, you're just chasing clout. Oh, they, and they tell me, oh, you know, you're saying this so that you can get money from donors and shit like that. And I'm like, niggas, if I was going to be paid for how many stories I share about myself online, I'd be balling. I'd be balling. <laughs> yeah. I have no time to tweet. What are you talking about? So if the ignorance is out of this world and it's it's um very comic for me, you know, because I look at it and how I actually sympathize a lot with heterosexual women because <laughs> You know, and I'm just like, yo, man, the streets are rough, you know, and yeah, yeah. I think one of the things that really stands out again is the fact that I also receive messages from men in my DMs who tell me, by the way, you know, I also went through this and I've not had the courage to talk to anybody about it. And for me, that's usually my biggest win. You know, I don't pay so much attention to the trolling and the cyberbullying. It gets to me somehow, yes. But my biggest win always is the guys who reach out to me and they're like, yo, man, I need to talk to somebody, you know. Um, I'm stressed over something and stuff like that. So this work has to be done with me. And it is very ugly work. You, you have to have the heart for it because out there, the wolves are waiting. The wolves, the wolves that you're trying to save, they're also ready to... To eat you. And as you were speaking, I was just thinking about, before you actually said it, I was thinking about the experiences I'm having now in the dating scene because I'm now back actively trying to date and the kind of aggression, let me call it aggression that you meet and it's so confusing. I'm like, can I ask a question in this relationship? 
It's, it's just a question. I, I did not say anything. All of this reminds me of when I started my healing journey. You know, it is difficult. Having to face yourself and realize how much abuse happened to you that you did not deserve and how you took on that abuse and now became a custodian of your own abuse and then yeah. choosing to let go of that is not easy. I do feel you when you say that people are reacting to you in a manner that suggests that it's easier for them to take out all that pain on you rather than go home and actually face what you're saying and see if it applies to them and what it's done for me is that having open conversations with men like look i'm not going to pay for therapy and come and heal you when you're not taking responsibility for the things you've been through we've all been through it it's sad that people are willing to walk away rather than actually do the work right so i'm proud of you man in the beginning i said um i i admire your openness and how grounded you are in what you do and in telling your story you've taken the shame out of it and i know that the people who are meant to benefit to get their breakthrough from this are going to see you and they're not going to participate in the I don't know wolves wolves <laughs> wolves as you've called them there will not be packs of wolves but let's talk about the men who have not gone deep into you know narcissistic ways they're just in the middle they're struggling they've been through some betrayal and because they see all these other people are handling it i don't know with anger and being macho they are taking up that behavior but somewhere within them they feel that i'm not being true to myself so what do you say to this man like where do you draw the line between now being a toxic person having unhealthy ways and addressing issues in healthy ways the first thing is always to acknowledge that you're a human being and a human being is uh, a person who feels and they navigate very complex emotions all the time it's okay that you don't know what to do because your society has actually set you up your culture has set you up your colonization has set you up your indoctrination set you up so many things have set you up and it's not your fault that many times i myself don't even know what to do because the more i'm growing as a person the more i'm finding myself in new situations i realize i don't have to act like i've been here before the way the day decides to show up i have to meet it the way it comes you know and so what the encouragement that i am putting out is curiosity we have curious and curiosity is the thing that opens us up to interrogating ourselves because if you're not curious about behavior if you're not curious about your thoughts if you're not curious about your emotions if you're not curious about your theologies your philosophies your convictions if you're not curious about them if you're just set on everything that is to you everything is just cast in stone then you're already right. dying because it means there's no space for growth but with curiosity when there is a problem i have to find the solution right now even humanly possible there's a person it was an author and she said that there are years that ask questions and there are years that give answers when you spark space for curiosity in your mind then everything starts being interesting because all of a sudden you start noticing things inside you and around you that you're blinded to before why is it that the men around me cannot talk about them or they don't talk to me or why is it that i struggle to talk about my pain why why you know those are the questions you have to start asking because somehow i think and that's the hard part as well because we never know where to look to get the tools we never know so rix is here doing the work but i can't save 
the, you know what, we are 50 million people. I can't save 25 million men. We need more voices in this space. We need more men who care about the culture and they want the culture to, to transform. And maybe change is not the, the right word anymore. With change, expansion is never obvious because change could be from bad to worse, <laughs> you know. Right. So we need men who care about cultural transformation and they are open with themselves and they are open with the people around them. And I also know that those men are there. They are just not as hyper-visible as I may say I am. And because also taking the trolling, it really is crazy. I have been trained to do digital storytelling. I didn't just wake up and just begin. Like I've been training to do this thing. I've been I have certificates for for going through this kind of work, you know? So I know mob psychology digitally and how it operates. But many more men who might want to be vocal about things do not have those skills which I really totally get. And again, digital space is something fairly new in our history. Now, all of us are running there to dump our issues on each other, and we are not talking because we are running away from the realities that we have to face in our homes and in our church work. We are just running away all the time, you see. To those men, it's okay that you don't have the answers. Your curiosity is what starts leading you to where the answers are. And you don't have to find the answers immediately because that's the thing that life will teach you. It will teach you to be patient because it is the patience that will even make you see the dots going back. Because if you're in a hurry to get to the answers, then you miss the lesson in the process. Those guys who are not in that full spectrum of abuse and narcissism and everything, they are usually even my target market, my target audience, because they are willing to engage you very curiously, like they want to understand themselves. It's okay to seek out information when you're not sure. It's okay to ask that I don't know how to go about this and this. It's really okay to go to therapy, guys. Like, it's really okay. Yes. Your therapy, if you can afford it, you know, like, you're not taking away from your masculinity by saying that you don't. That's my biggest question. Right. I like that, Onyango. And to be honest, I think the men who are listening should actually listen because I know a number of women now who cannot date a guy who's not been in at least a number of therapy sessions. And I think that's going to change as we, I don't know, move deeper into these conversations on on mental health because it's a concept of being able to help each other lift the weight. And sometimes, you know, we get busy, you get lost in chasing paper and whatever. I may lose the concept of wanting to be curious, but when I'm with a partner or a friend or a community who have that curiosity they're able to look at me and be like hold on but what is really going on with you the other day you did this you said this then now this it's not sitting right so i like the aspect how you are encouraging people to be curious as a first step to transformation and then just taking the time because curiosity needs introspection it needs an environment it needs that space uh, <laughs> it does need patience uh, but i think sometimes a patient person is a tired person they have done all the running now they cannot run <laughs> anymore <Yeah. laughs> right <laughs> they just need they just need to be uh, patient so thank you so much for sharing that and this is the great onyango ochino he's a trauma therapist and he's a fantastic uh, storyteller he's been a guest with us before but today he's talking to us about how african men young men rather can heal through betrayal uh, if I can go through some of the comments on Yango, Marianne Waruguru says, I am happy, a vibe. I think she's referring to how you introduced yourself in the beginning. She says, not the usual, I'm fine. Ah, Marianne seems to be... Does that qualify as shooting a shot or not? Marianne is a friend of mine. She's also a therapist. Oh, wow. I was getting happy that we we're about to get you taken this weekend. Oh, my God. No. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> Spontaneous the Poet says, always a vibe to share in Rick's Poets space. I love that. We have lots and lots of comments on here. Loving the conversation. Um... Queen Lean says, my favorite guy. Hi, Queen Lean. <laughs> You're so real and deep. It's refreshing. Um, 
someone give this guy a podcast please so onyango did say that he has a podcast please give us the name again uh, onyango masculinity podcast i've actually just written it down there it's just down below the third or fourth comment after that comment right i love that uh it's almost impossible to see our men being vulnerable um i really hope that that can change a story at a time efforts on yango and everything else that's happening i think as a society we can agree how patriarchy is dangerous towards men how most men have been operating with the false self uh for centuries because his is authentic self okay So I'm glad that people agree with this. Where I have seen this when trying to resolve conflict with men, almost always they meet it with so much hardness. Yeah, guys, the hardness is is real. But I do know that there's change out there. There's people who are different and we just need to see more of them for us to um get a change how did start his journey towards mental health okay i like that question so maybe you can answer that while i go through the comments how did you start your journey uh towards mental health i know you shared that in the beginning uh but feel free to take it on as uh, a way that's not repetitive on yango i began advocacy in uh i hi elton great to get to hear that we have somebody all the way from canada i began my advocacy work in 2017 and this is when i came out for the first time to share that i had been suicidal time um lost two friends to suicide and they were my peers and i was getting off a toxic relationship and i really felt like why don't i just end it because my friends who just died I'm not thinking about rent like I am. They're not thinking about a traffic jam. They're not thinking about their next week. When I wrote the story in January 2017, so many people wrote to me saying that they were going through the same thing. How come there are so many of us, but nobody's talking about this thing? How come? Right. So I was more curious now, and I wanted to even understand more because as a storyteller, as a creative, I go where the fire is. Like I want to shake my the root of my society. because that is where the chaos is at i want to understand what's impetus of this chaos what is the nucleus of this chaos so i started looking for stories and i couldn't find african stories so it inspired me to start documenting my healing journey right. and uh, i would wake up and some days i'd just do the dishes or this is what was going on in my feelings today you know and i started going through therapy as well which man transformed my life because for the first time in my life i could put names into the pain i had been struggling with for the previous 15 years of my life and all of a sudden depression words like depression anxiety post traumatic stress complex post traumatic stress are just you know and they are making sense to me because now i can join the dots back and i'm seeing oh my dad oh my grandpa oh this is why the moment i started putting one and two together the healing began i got more courageous to even speak further and further and further and that has enabled me to be able to get into trauma coaching which is work i do to also assist and support other people to get this information that i have me for me the way i'm built up i don't keep things i like sharing i just like sharing supporting others through their journeys is something i love and that's why i also write that's why i do all this advocacy work because i know if the next person is feeling better about themselves they can treat me better it's almost like what you you cannot give what you don't have if you treat yeah. yourself better you treat others uh better I still say that i'm glad you stayed on so we can get to meet you we can get to see all this wonderful work that you're doing and it's a true reflection of even the rates that are there of suicide of men versus women we see more women coming forth with their thoughts suicidal thoughts and struggles around that area where do you think men can get more resources and this kind of help that can help them um you know be forward and open about their struggles specifically with suicide the first help that could be organic that could really help is their friends talking to somebody about your struggles which most times the shame makes you think that nobody will understand you and it's just what the head is telling you because you haven't tried talking it so it's always a risk and you have to take that risk because this is your life you have to take that risk 
to open up. You have to risk being vulnerable, you know? And that also makes you question the health of your relationships, of your friendships, even with men, mostly with men. Mm -hmm. Because the kind of friends you have, are they people you can really talk to about the shit you're going through? Are you friends by circumstance just because things look okay or just because we want to drink so now it's easy to be there and drink and or it's just playing FIFA and not really talking about stuff, you know? So the best resource, the first and best resource are your friends. And if that is not available to you and you feel like you're in danger, sometimes just calling out for help by like calling um, a mental health service could, could, could help, you know, where you get to talk to a counselor. And these days, even Madari Hospital, they have a toll-free number somewhere. It's on my Instagram highlights, on the, the highlights on the mental health. It's there. Um, the numbers are there. You can call Kenyatta National Hospital. Also, have a hotline. They give um, therapy for I think people under the age of 25 going down for free. Okay. I think. Uh, but I also must admit we don't have male-centered spaces for healing and connection. We don't have enough of that. The ones that exist mostly are religious, and so there are people who that works for, honestly. But then, if you identify differently, uh, maybe you're not a churchgoer. I mean, and I'm only I'm speaking about church because we're 82% Christian, and the programs I know about masculinity are in the Christian realm. If you're not religious, if you're not a churchgoer, or if you don't identify as heterosexual, maybe you're a gay person, maybe you're a trans then that space is not very welcoming and we have very many men who are in there but they just can't come out again because of the homophobia they'll be taken through so creating community is one of the healthiest ways to get out of this crowd talking about it sometimes some people go as far as asking for help on twitter or instagram or facebook a friend of viewers mentioned someone else who can help you you know just find a way to get it out but i i am also empathizing that we don't have a very socially friendly environment that allows you to open up easily because the first people to ridicule you most times are your fellow men they're not even women they are your fellow men you know so we are constantly scared that oh if i say this this way what's going to happen to me what how will these people see me from now me risking coming out and getting out is the thing that actually saved you know the aspect of community is so important as you paint it you portray it as you bring it forth you don't end up in a community of runners <laughs> right if you end up with a community of people who support you so i'm thinking about this young man who's now curious and they want to build a community of friends they want people who challenge him to do better how would you advise this young man to train themselves to silence the negative voices because there's those the trolls the wolves that you've talked about do you have any strategies that you use yourself i have um, practices that i use first of all to center myself so i put up playlists of very particular songs that mean certain uh, uh, related to my identity that i play I, I listen to i also dance a lot i have to fill my cup fast so i find things that first of all make me happy and that's where i start i write i write erotica that's for me it's just so much fun man you know, I burn incense at home, I play roots music, all sorts of music, things that center me, things I cook for myself, things that just make me feel good. I put scents in my, my house so that my house feels nice, so that's also called aromatherapy. You know, I start with me, I start by taking care of myself. And then the other thing could be, you know, if you're curious about positive masculinity now, and this is for people who can access the internet, you get online and, and Google that shit and see what comes up and read everything. Read everything you see around it. Go to YouTube and find out what's going on. And if you really want to be better, there's a poet called Rumi. Rumi said that what you seek is seeking you, you know? Mm -hmm. So when you put out the intention that you want to learn, you want to grow, then these things just start appearing for you. So you go, get books, get books, get go to a library and search books that you can find that will teach you about community, about love. Read about 
justice, read about love, read about those things, right? Because if we only depend on the ideas of masculinity that the chaotic men in our world are giving us, then we will never get out of this chaos. We will never get out of it. Right now, we have to go to the opposite direction and ask questions even going back how did we get here you know where did the rain start beating us you know we have to start going back so curiosity again i go back to curiosity be curious about who you are first okay then when you start being curious about who you are what are the things that you like what makes you who you are how do you navigate conflict um what makes you happy what makes you excited what are the things you actually do for fun and do you set time to do these things so that you can have fun by yourself, right? Um, and then from there, what material exists around me that I can learn from, that I can read, that will teach me to be a better person? Not a better person to be selfish in the sense that I only want things to benefit me, but a better person in a way that the things that are benefiting you are also benefiting your environment they're also benefiting people around you so get on youtube read check about these things follow me because i put up stuff content all the time about this stuff listen to the podcasts that are coming up as well again about and you have to be very careful where you're picking your light from because not everybody who's talking about masculinity is going to make sense and when you follow me there are certain things you may not understand in the beginning depending on where you are with the level of your self-awareness right so it's okay to start somewhere just start you just have to start start somewhere start somewhere and because for me i didn't have a guide and that's why i'm usually very uh, careful to tell people there's no particular manual of how to get to be more aware of as a man there's no particular manual i had to look i had to read i had to even read about feminism to understand feminism this same feminism that i see men every day on twitter like what is it i didn't just join the band who are going to say hey feminism is bad i went to understand <laughs> information is available to us i'm just going to read okay so, hey, okay this actually reminds me of my mom you know like you actually see it if you're not curious you will never learn you will never never learn the first strategy is increase your curiosity increase your curiosity i will tell you Onyango, that this is the the last episode that we've done for the africa youth month uh podcast series and every speaker we've had has talked about curiosity oh, curiosity really? i promise you everyone um i believe the last session was even we had one lady who travels the world tasting wine and wow. it just started as curiosity yes. like what is this thing how does it taste a- each one of them it's been a recurring uh concept so i refer to this to echo to what you're saying uh and also in reference to what you said how did we get here this question mm. really it took me deeper into healing i was like how how did i ever get here what happened for me to get here so i like that and just to bring it together it seems as though um oftentimes we are running to learn a manual and not learn ourselves and from what you're describing if you take time to learn yourself it sort of becomes easier to silence the negative voices right because you know no this is not for me it's not me it doesn't work right and it is admirable that you took time to learn about feminism so you're doing something for us how do you think women can give back to men how can women support them mothers sisters how can they support them either through the betrayal journey i mean the healing journey or maybe preventing betrayal and ladies you're not allowed to comment on this i know ladies they wait to tell men <laughs> this, is what... <laughs> this is just for nyango this is just for nyango okay <laughs> thank you thanks in advance <laughs> um if i'm being and i get asked this question a lot i always have to start by my own experience i have seen women even my work when i'm raising funds with me it's women who are 90% the donor i won't lie to you 90% of the and this work is about supporting sexually abused boys and men it's you would think now that they would come and give money it's still women 
were showing up for me like that. So I have to first acknowledge that women have been supporting us for years, for centuries, to be better. But there's ways with which we have said we don't want women's support because we use that as labor so that we ourselves don't work on our shit. Right. Okay? So that is one side. On the other side, there is the part where there's a man who really, really, they, they want to be better, they're working through their things, they are not into trying to dominate, they are, you know, those ones, and they're struggling, also need support. And in regards to that, just listening to somebody, you know, this feminine energy you people have really softens us. So, you know, like, even when you're just vibing with, even just talking with a lady friend, like, there's just this thing that they have that you, you just feel vulnerable, right? So, just talking, just, you know, just the holding space for someone. And this is somebody who you can see, and yeah, this is somebody who I can support, and they are a good person, and I want to be there for them. You just encourage them and listen to them without judgment, without judgment that this is what's going on. This is what they, they are feeling, and they actually don't even know how to navigate feelings. Even us, sometimes it's not that we want solution. Sometimes it's just to be validated or to just have a space to just air out the stuff that we just are battling with. We don't want solutions. And I understand how sometimes, you know, even when you're in a relationship, you're also carrying the pain that other men put you through. So when I'm the one who maybe has made a mistake here and there, I'm, I'm put in that group. You know, all those niggas, you know, now I'm in the same line. So now in that moment, I am dehumanized because it's like whatever struggle I might have went through, all my humanity is not acknowledged in the past, you see. So just listening to one another, and I'm saying that acknowledging that we as guys, as men, have a very big tendency of being selfish and, and egocentric and you constantly really have to check yourself in because the culture you live in supports that egocentricism. You know, it, it supports you coming out as somebody who doesn't care, you know? So we celebrate men who look like they have it all together and they're strong and they, they talk very minimally, they are buffed up and all that. So it's all an illusion. It's all an illusion of what strength really is, you know? Um, so yeah, women have been doing the work, they've been supporting us, and on the other hand, they can also still support, especially the men who are willing to, to be offered support, and the men who are also willing to put in the work. They are coming to you. They are late. They are, they are, it's like you're the one processing their pain. This is to people right. who are willing to meet you and you're meeting them and you're working together through things and they are willing to hold the work for themselves as well, not just leaving you to do all the work. Right, right. So it's being there for people, uh, being able to read the situation and know when to listen and when to hold people accountable so you're not taking on everything. I hear you. And um, I was laughing when you said about solutions because I <laughs> I am a solution provider. And so I hear you. <laughs> and I take, I take the lessons going forward. Um, so thank you so much for your time, Onyango. We're headed to, towards the end. You found a path that works for you, a path where you're able to accept yourself for who you are, express yourself, eliminate that shame, and just know how to work around our situations as they arise. So what would you say to a young African man who's maybe not there yet, but they're listening to you today? The first message is you're a human being and a human being is a complex thing. You don't have to be one thing all your life. It's impossible to be one thing all your life, all right? You're a complex thing. You have to accept that you're a complex thing, that even dealing with emotions is not an easy thing, that you don't always know everything all the time. It's not possible. You can't be high priest, CG head of the house, CG provider, CG all those things. It's, <laughs> imp it's impossible, man. You can't be, do all those jobs and be 100% and still be happy. It's it's impossible i'm telling you it's not human even it's not that's not how our dna is set up it's okay to be comfortable with being different and saying that this is how for me i want to show up in the world and for it to be beneficial to you 
remember it has to also be beneficial to the environment and to the people around you so the thing that you're thinking you want to be is it be is it beneficial to you and harmful to others and the environment think yes is it only beneficial to you and the people that you say you respect only or and then it is harmful to other people outside that in the way that you indignify them think you know it's okay to not know what to do because many times that is also very much we are very attached to knowledge as men we are very attached to being all knowing all the time we are very attached to um seeming like we know what we are doing just because that's what's uh, been identified with what being a man is but it's an illusion it's an illusion it's a good thing to know what to do it's impossible to know what to do all the time because you've never been here homie you've never been here today you're here today for the first time right so sometimes the information you knew and the information and your reality may not coincide the information you knew and, and the information you know and your reality may not coincide it's okay to change your mind it's okay to say in this moment i have to be flexible it's okay to be vulnerable right because you can never be happy without vulnerability so the only way you can be happy with, without vulnerability is through abuse and that's where many men go to they are happy because they can step on other people right without being accountable with incredible impunity and life goes on for them like that but now you know there is a huge push up against abuse and that's where many men are really struggling because they have identified themselves with abuse they have normalized abuse and, and abuse is normalized in our patriarchal culture they don't know how else to be men they don't know right so ask yourself who are you when you're not the man your society is telling you to be who are you and if you don't know that's where you begin be curious yeah i feel the way i feel every time i listen to you it's like i need to listen to this conversation again and again so i can make sure that i process i comprehend all the little things that you've talked about because they're very very important um and i appreciate you onyango thank you so much for your time this has been an amazing conversation and as we close out i want to read out one comment from a jamaican who says he's watching from canada and he would like to write an article in february about onyango's work so uh, onyango he is uh, a lead hopefully you guys will follow up and we also want to see the story so we can share it with our networks and and yeah expand the community so where can people find you onyango right here they can find me right here <laughs> I'm very much available. I really try to get back to all the messages I can. They come in droves, but um, I enjoy talking to people because they are on this medium. Then Instagram is the easy way, and uh, my account is right here. They can just follow. I am available on Twitter with the same handle, Rickspoit, and uh, Onyango Otieno on Facebook, and uh, my website is also onyangootieno.com. That's onyangootieno.com. Some of my work is up there. I'm soon uh, beginning a Patreon account where I will have more exclusive content that uh, people are going to have to start paying for uh, because I take so much time to prepare this stuff to read up this stuff and you know with me even like the me that you seeing today and the things I'm talking about the way I'm talking about them it's taken years it's taken years to to learn this stuff you know this is the work I do as a creative entrepreneur like I actually eat from what I'm sharing I want to like encourage folks like when I open the Patreon account like you just going to subscribe this is going to be a very affordable fee so that we can keep interacting with more exclusive content i'm writing a book right now it's been very difficult for me to write it because i'm going back to very difficult stories in my childhood and uh, in the book i'm actually writing right uh, letters and poems to my father and i'm telling him things i would have wanted to tell him when I was as a child it's very emotional and at the same time very reflective and i'm also getting to learn about myself i'm hoping maybe latest June next year the book will be out 
and um, you know of course I'll make a lot of noise about it I want to do like a global tour world tour with it I want this book to be available in international airports all over the world and I believe that this voice is going to touch um, the lives of many many uh, people all over the world yes congratulations in advance uh, Onyango and I'm here for it um, I wish you abundance may you experience the increase and you know just the overflow in audience and people who will actually see the value in what you're doing this is going to be a lot of depth and a lot of honesty so i do wish you courage as well thank you so much i really appreciate that really. thank you also for always supporting me i i really thank you so we're here for you so thank you so much guys as you see my electricity has said no it is the end <laughs> So goodbye and take care. Be sure to follow Nyango, follow our pages and we'll keep the conversation going. So that's our story. What's yours? Be sure to connect with us on social media at the storybook underscore ENT on Instagram. The storybook ENT on Facebook. At storybook underscore ENT on Twitter. Let's keep the conversation going. We just can't wait to hear from you.